What's good, everybody? It's a special episode of Two Tones. Yes, sir. We're here live at the Waterfall Ritual Fight Scene in Wakanda. Definitely. Listen, you T'Challa here. here. Your host, <laughs> T'Challa, is here. My it's co-host, Killmonger. Killmonger, is here. It's What's happening, Killmonger? Killmonger? What's good, man? I represent the uh, agnostic, not agnostic, the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, Malcolm to your Martin. You know, I'm the Magneto to your Professor Xavier. Um, word, but yeah, word, man, we here. Word. It's your boy, Tony Lee. That's Tony T. And we said the waterfall, the ritual waterfall of Wakanda, because you can probably hear some water running in the background. And that's uh, from Tony's end. So he's at the waterfalls of Wakanda, the ritual fight Yep, we do in battle. So he's actually in battle with M'Baku. Um, I'm in battle with you, uh, Killmonger. About to toss you off the joint. Now, Killmonger, I got a lot to say about Killmonger, man. Yeah, we got a lot to say about his movie. We're going to really talk Black Panther. We got to talk Monique in the Breakfast Club first. Definitely. What else we got to talk? We got to talk something else. Also, that's about it. The Black Panther album I want to talk about. Let me just get that out the way. All right, go ahead. You talk about the album. I don't have much to say about the album. It's cool. I don't know why. It's more than cool, but okay. It's cool. Nah, man. So I'm going to be real brief since you don't have much to say about it. Um, Dope album. Uh, Kendrick is obviously the executive producer of it. Went number one the first week. You know, um, a lot of features on it from South Africa. You know, you have Yugen Black Rock up here. You got uh, Java. I don't know if he's from South Africa. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Redemption. The album is dope, man. Uh, some of my favorite records, like I said, I like King's Dead, even though I don't know what the hell Future is saying. I hated that part. Yo, that part, but I, part was I, terrible. Shout out to Suede with the uh, Benya Benya oh, Pali I was crying to Suede did that. I but died. I hated that part. I think I'm starting to like it now. But honestly, um, but I like I like oh, that record. God. I like Big Shot with Travis Scott. He took the uh, new Freezer verse and put on the hook which is hard paramedic with um it's, it's some paramedic is hard it's the hardest record up there with some la uh, yo he said faking like they hard when they really kind i cried dog i've yeah. never heard a rapper say yo you acting hard but you're kind not you're soft you're kind yeah it's it's a dope record man um a lot of standout records all the stars of course which was the lead single you got mm-hmm. to pray for me with kendrick with the weekend you got X yep. with two chains and uh schoolboy Q who schoolboy body this verse. You get Black Rock with Vince Stable. She this chick from I don't know where she's from, but she she murdered her verse. I had to make I had to go back and check out all the all the records. But um, mm. Sway Lee Sway Lee is dope on uh the ways with Khalid. It's a dope record. Bloody Waters like Absolute Spit Redemption is hard with the Afrobeat. Kendrick is up there. Like listen, man, this is a really dope record. It has a real diverse sound. It has the South Africa sound. It has the hip hop. You know, it has the R and B with Georgia Smith. It has the scissor. It has the hard rap. It has the laid back. It has the you know, the alternative mm-hmm. radio singles. Like it's a really dope project. Some people call it Damn Part Two or Damn with Features. Um, but I think Kendrick <laughs> did a great. They said this is Damn with Features. But yo, DNA but, actually would have fit really well with the oh, theme man. of this of this movie. It would have been hard. Even the lead single Black Panther is hard. The cover cover art is. Basically, I got, 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 loyalty, got royalty yeah. inside my DNA. He said, "War and peace." Like that's that record. Mm-hmm. War and peace, Killmonger and T'Challa. Yeah, that would have been. So that would have really fit in. They could have threw that in. They could have. It's a couple of records, man. This sounds like a Kendrick album, and that shows the, the executive production side of Kendrick, like what he can do in that mm-hmm. side. So I think this is really dope. Um, I like the album. I still play the album between this and Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle dropped his album too. 
Nipsey album yeah. is dope too. You know, I've been rocking Blue Lace. I forget the name of the record I listened to. Um, I like what? Young Nigga. I listened to a couple records. Dedication with Kendrick. The, the third verse of this particular record, he was talking about, uh, you know, a gang incident on the beach, and he's telling, nah, like, talking a, about how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Blue Laces too. Yeah, and Doctor okay. CB yeah, was the second verse. That drum was hard. Yeah, that killed was Doctor CB teaching hell. Rick Ross was teaching well. Nipsey album's hard. The intro is dope. Double up is dope. I'm still bopping. I'm really just playing Nipsey album, the Black Panther soundtrack with Kendrick, which they did a great job on, which I think is unappreciated collectively. Mm-hmm. I see on social media, and also Justin Timberlake's a couple of drinks from his album. Say what you mm-hmm. want. He got a couple records on the album, man. I, I, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> he does. I know it's probably the wrong time to talk. Bring him up. <laughs> it's to just, bring him up. Yeah, we're on this now. episode. This episode, yeah, nah, that's we're gonna talk about Wakanda and uh, knowing your worth, yeah, and we're gonna talk about Justin, Listen, yeah, and this Montana, this white driven album, nah, but yeah, I'm, I like the Black Panther album, like I said, it still plays in my car, X is hard, I like the production up there, I mm. like the songs, the hook, I like how Kendrick plays the background. I, I, Kendrick isn't over like overly doing too much, he's like per- perfectly doing the hooks, he's mm-hmm. doing like ad libs here and there. He's letting people have their shine, but that's what an executive producer does, or should do, should do. I like it, man. I like the album. The album is dope, and I'm still playing it. So, I mean, you don't really have much to say about it. Go get that album. Go listen to it. Go stream it. And also, go get Sweets. Have a nice day. Yes. You know, and go Sweet's pre-order Armand's, nice even yes. if I lose. No doubt. Um, coming definitely. to Susan. I definitely did that. Um, so, yeah, man. That's enough from Killmonger. So, you, you carry on. <laughs> yeah, man. All hell, King Killmonger. And I like how... You know what? And we're going to get to the movie, but a lot of people are saying they wish they heard the soundtrack more within the movie. I'm not mm. mad at the movie score because the score was really good in the movie. It was. But I could have, yeah, I could have used a little bit more like records from the album within the movie. There was a few in there. You know, it was the Kendrick record with Weekend. It was Finn Staples' verse with a different beat. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I could appreciate it more of the soundtrack within the movie. But it's a dope soundtrack. One of the best soundtracks I played back in front in a while and actually mm. to listen to. So I like it, man. Um, but man, from, remember when soundtracks used to be a thing? Yeah, remember, right? Like, now they're... Like, it used to be dope. You would get, like, new songs from your favorite artists. Yeah. yeah that that needs to start happening again. Yeah. Yeah, but... but yeah, go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say, let's let's talk about Monique. Sister Monique. Let's talk from, from Brother soundtracks. Brother Sydney, Sister Monique. <laughs> Listen, man. Monique, as y'all know, the one from Precious, the one from Almost Christmas. The Parker. You know, Nikki Parker. You know, Monique, she was on a breakfast club recently with Charlamagne, mm-hmm. DJ Envy, and Angela Yee with her husband on the line on the phone while she was there. And they were talking. They, they was basically interviewing her while he was chiming in here and there. Yes. She because came he's her manager as well. Let's, let's put He's that a manager slash husband. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, she came in. Basically, because Charlamagne gave her Dunkey today. And the reason why he gave her Dunkey today is the reason why she came up there to, to because she that. Because but, she asked us to bo- uh, boycott Netflix with her. She wanted us to boycott Because she loves us for real. Because Netflix make sure gave her a five hundred, a half a million offer to uh, do a special, and she felt like that was b- below her worth. Which I'm not mad at that. She felt as though she should have been offered more, and mm-hmm. she felt as though her peers were getting top notch, fifty million, forty million for specials. And because she's a legend whoa, 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 in the game, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. Let's let's discuss peers. Okay. Are we okay, saying no, that she's peers with Chris and Dave? No, no, no. Let me let me unpack the story first. Then okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm, yeah. So she was saying her peers are getting this dollar, this top dollar, and as a black woman, whatever she felt as though it was inequality in terms of gender and race because she's a black woman, and there's not been a black woman, a black comedian, female that has gotten an offer 
even bigger than like a million or some change because Wanda Sykes got a, a quarter million. She yeah. got offered half a million. She was like, it's way more talent enough to y'all give us more of that. So she was saying how she she's they get this much. And Amy and, Schumer got 13 million. Right. FYI. And she was saying, I'm a legend. I did this. I did that. I'm the most decorated comedian alive. I should get more than that. It's a disgrace. So while Charlemagne and other people online were saying, what? You must be crazy thinking you like these other people. Gave her dunk of the day. And because she got dunk of the day, she came to the breakfast club to air out mm-hmm. these grievances. So now we have it. We're going to unpack the interview, what we think of it. And we, does Monique deserve more? Is Monique the most decorated comedian? Should Monique get what Dave Chappelle gets? If not, is she, should she get more than what she was offered? Should she get a for a multi-million dollar payday? What do you think? What are your thoughts on this, Tony? And is it discrimination racially or gender-wise? Or you, you unpack that for me. Uh, I'll say it could be race, uh, right. racial it definitely could be. discrimination and gender discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, you know, who knows the heart of a man? And so, you know, when you're dealing with people and you're negotiating for things and you don't like what's being offered to you, who knows why they offer what they offer to you? Like Envy said, it's a business. And if I know you can't get another deal anywhere else, why am I going to give you more than I actually have to? Um, mm-hmm. And and yes, that that's ethically wrong. You should give someone what they're worth, not what they can command. But right. this is also a capitalistic society that this we've been operating industry. in for the longest time. This is how the industry has been. It's not America. saying that it's right. It's not right at all. When but when it's not. But it was okay when you were on the other side of it, and now mm. that you're on the opposite side, it's time to revolt. I guess. And I'm not mad at that. And I'm not mad at even the explanation because they even talked about her having the reputation of being someone that's difficult to work with. And she talked about instances on set where people were being talked down to or uh, overstepping their boundaries on other people. And she stood up on their behalf. And that's how she's that's how she's claiming she's getting this reputation of being difficult to work with and how she's got blackballed. Um, She also... For those who may not know, she did also go on The View, um, the show that Whoopi Goldberg is a member of the cast of The View. Mm. Um, And they discussed it as well. And Whoopi said, remember, I called you and I told you, I I tried to school you to the game and let you know how these things work. Though your contractual obligations were fulfilled on the set, you did what you were supposed to in terms of uh, working and doing your part on the film. um, That is typical for an actor to go pro bono and promote films that they're in. Um, And so, you know, is it fair that, you know, a multi-million or billion dollar company is asking you to do free labor on top of the labor you already did? Mm -hmm. No. Um, But if that's what the status quo is right now, and that's the I don't know. I, I kind of I, I understand Monique's position. I definitely and I, understand and I, Monique's position. And, yeah, yeah. and I applaud her for being able to stand on it. Um, and even the explanation that Sydney gave about why that was a low offer when they asked what would have been a suitable number. And he said if Netflix is asking her to contractually not tell jokes outside of this special yeah. for two years... Then yeah, she needs to be compensated as if she's performing for two years. If you're asking her not to do new material for two years, yeah. Let me um yeah, I agree both sides. But like I said, with the whole Monique is a legend, and, and granted, you can give her that collectively, not stand up, right? 
But she's coming mm-hmm. from a point of view. She's coming at a stand-up proposition. She wants to have this top dollar. Not even top dollar, but, but what's... But even... Wait, wait hold on. Let me, let me explain my point. Go ahead. Right? Go ahead. So even in stand-up, right, Monique isn't mm-hmm. hasn't had any stand-up fire in the last probably 10 years since Queens of Comedy. And that was a collective thing. So mm-hmm. she's saying, not even pay me because they brought up the, well, there's only one LeBron. There's only one this. Okay, cool. There's only one Dave and Chris Rock. But she was like, what well, is other people But Mike Conley got $150 million too, so... <laughs> right. So she was saying it's other people in the league that get multi-million dollar contracts, not just the LeBrons and them. I was like, okay, but those people also produce. Monique is coming from music. I mean, I'm sorry. She's coming from movies. She's coming from everything else but stand-up, the point of view. So if, if this is a business mm-hmm. about a stand-up special, and then she was saying, I, I had a stand-up recently, and they applauded. They was there. Monique, what have you done in the stand-up realm that will make a business say, let me give you a multi-million dollar contract for a stand-up special? She's saying, I'm a yes. legend regardless. So granted, yes. while I think the 500000 was disrespectful, I, I do think that. But I also think, what do you want? You can't expect what David and getting, or even close. Amy Schumer, has, as unfunny she, as she may be, she has sold out. She's doing a thing in stand-up. So she's producing numbers. The numbers are there. So they're mm-hmm. going to give her the money because the numbers are there. And while there is a racial and gender inequality for black women, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think she's, I think she's harping more so, she's because, more so and, on that versus mm-hmm. the individual thing, which is Monique. What have you done for me lately? Because it's like, okay, music. Ludacris will come. Ludacris got Grammys. He got hits and everything. <laughs> if Ludacris comes right now and say, I want my drink in. I want my Kendrick in. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? no. Where are the no. numbers that support you getting that? Right, I'm a legend. Okay, like, Lou, you're a legend. Like, exactly. But it, I like that you use that. If Ludacris went to Apple Music and said, "Yo, give me 20 million for my next album," they'd be like, "What? You're yeah, not they, Drake. You're not." They go. He gonna say, "Well, I got classic maybe, hits." Like, maybe in '01 we would have given you that, but yes. not in 2018. Right, because Drake is hot right now. This is the industry. Sadly, this industry is based on what have you done recently. So yes. Amy Schumer and all these people that's been killing stand up recently and doing numbers, they're gonna give them the numbers. If Monique hasn't done a damn stand-up special in 10 years and she's done movies, cool. People will come out for your movies. But if you're talking about a stand-up realm, yes. you haven't done anything in that realm. So they don't for, equate. You, exactly You can't right. say, well, I'm a legend regardless. Respect me. You, we do respect you as a legend, but what has this legend done recently? And now, granted, I think she should get more. I think she should be paid more. Not as much as them because they've been doing it recently better, but I think she should get paid more. But don't expect yeah, she if you've been cold, you've been cold stand-up-wise and you think you're going to come in here because you got stuff in movies... I don't know. We talking about stand up right now. So exactly. while I get her, while I do think there's some inequality also that plays into that with the whole black ball and her being mistreated, I'm not downplaying her perspective. But I do also realize and know that Monique, when it comes to stand up, hell, you talking about Wanda Sykes and them. I can't. She said, "Well, why isn't any black woman comedian been offered that much?" I can't think of a funny one even that can even bring them numbers. She's probably the only one I can think that can even bring the suitable numbers. Her mm-hmm. and Wanda Sykes. I don't know about that. Maybe right, but. And maybe uh, the one that looked like um, Sherry Underwood, right? They Because they're the part of most known ones. They can, mm. t- Tiffany Haddish in due time, right? I think she'll get a million, multi-million dollar stand-up special. But if you're talking about black women comedians, yes, they paved the way. They were important. But if you're talking about in, in terms of the, the crowd, the fan base, what you're going to attract, I don't yeah. see people running to a Monique stand-up special or uh, whoever – it's not. I think it's more so about the individualistic numbers thing than it is a racial or gender equality thing. What she's harping more so on, and not on the former, but more so on the latter. Not that both plays a part, and, but it's more so on her. Like, and I'll say this. Uh, uh, so let me backtrack a little bit. You brought up, you know, the stand up versus the movie thing. 
that's 100% accurate. One of the things that I didn't necessarily agree with Monique on, I, I get what she was saying and what she was trying to do with it, but it was a little bit of manipulation when she discussed Amy Schumer's movie and yeah. the box office gate that they got back after you know the $45 million right. investment. She made $25 million and she made yeah. $3 million. But you're also... Who else was on the cast with Amy Schumer? Like that, I don't know personally. I should have looked it up. But when I know that Monique's cast was a bunch of A-list black Hollywood actors with her, there was Danny Glover in that movie. There were a lot of other seasons. So she's saying she brought the money. She's trying to put picture as if But she she wasn't even the lead in the movie. Right, right, right. So it's even a false equivalency in that. Yeah, so... Well, I get her and I understand her, which was hilarious to me. She kept calling Charlamagne Lenar. I was. <laughs> she said, "Listen, Lenar. <laughs> Listen, Lenar. Your name is mm, baby, yo, my love. Yo, well, is that because Cameron did that too with Fifty? He called him Curtis. It's con- is it's that the most baby. like it's, it's condescending and passive aggressive petty? It, it may be because because like, Monique, that's her comedy though. She's so serious even within the comedy. Like I ain't playing with y'all hoes. Like she's serious, but you don't know when she's serious. <laughs> like she's that serious comedy. Like she's yeah. always serious unless she's like." <laughs> Unless she's doing what it owes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, she's trying to be condescending. And at the end, you know, you're the woman that drove his wife in. I, yeah. I, and that, I get, hold on. No. Let's get to that in a minute. But the other okay. thing I wanted to say was when okay. you're dealing with gender bias, which she accused Netflix of doing, I don't think that the head of Netflix is saying, you know what? I just want to give men $20 million stand-up no. deals. And I don't want to give women. And it's not a black woman thing. I, no. But he said black women got multi million specials, just not black women comedians. Yeah. So, but so yeah. yeah. So when I like when I look at what Charlemagne said, he talked about Chris Rock touring worldwide, selling out arenas. When he talked about Dave Chappelle selling out Radio Music Hall, he did that for a month. Radio City Music Hall sold out for yeah. a month. You know how hard it is to sell out in the same city. Multiple times. But you know what she brought up? He had promoters. I'm like, Monique, if you have promoters, you can't draw the same people. It's but, just, let's call it like it is. Even like Sydney was saying, you know, they came to the comedy club and saw standing ovations. How big is the biggest comedy club? Maybe a thousand or two thousand people? And yeah. that's and I'm not knocking her for that. That's a, Do that's your great. venues. That's great. But you can't equate that to Madison Square Garden, which holds 15 to 20,000 people. Constantly selling that out. You can't, like you can't equate that to, you know, you just can't equate that. Um, Monique just isn't going to draw and, what they draw. It's just the end of the, she's not going to do that. Let's just call it what it is. While she deserves more money 100%. than what they gave her. Yes, I do. 500000 is respectful. But maybe, like I said, what it is your It should have been seven figures. Yeah. If you can make start, a million. It should have been seven figures. At least a right, million dollars right. should have been the first offer. And you can make and then two. even Charlamagne asked, "Did you give a a, um, a counter Animal. offer?" And Sydney said, "No, we didn't. We were saying we don't think that's a suitable offer." And Monique was like, "Yes, we did." So y'all are unsure whether you gave a counter offer or not. If you give them a number that you think you deserve, when they contact you and say, "Hey, we we were reaching out. We kind of we want to do a stand up special with you. Um, we want to bring you in for a meeting." I'm pretty sure that when y'all got off the phone. Before you went in to have that meeting, you you had a discussion. How much are we looking to make out of this situation? When they said we want to offer you five hundred thousand dollars, and you was like, "Well, we was thinking five, so you could have said, "Well, we were looking at five, 
See if they bring the offer up back, up on the next side. They'd be like, you know what? We can't do five, but we can do two. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Basically, like, what, what you she can make on negotiate. the road. You can't right. just, you, have you to, can't yeah. expect someone, like, I, I'll say this. You can't expect a business or even another person to value you the same way you value you. You have to fight for your value. But you have to definitely voice your value on she the spot. She probably below her. She probably throw this beneath her and say, I'm done with this. But you can't. Listen, this industry, can't they do don't that. care. They don't care if you was hot 20 years ago, 10 years ago. What are you doing now? Only and people this, like it. And honestly, this media world is just getting so much smaller. Honestly, Disney just bought 20, uh, 20th Century Fox. So now Disney owns Fox's movie uh, division. They own Marvel. They own, um, what else they own? Uh, Star Wars franchise. Like, these big companies are merging. You better yeah, get in while yeah, you yeah. can right now. Because sooner or later, it's going to be real hard to get in. YouTube is getting censored way more frequently now. People stuff getting pulled down. Like, yeah. when you are a creator of content, if you don't have your own platform built, it's going to be really hard. And right now, she doesn't have her own platform built. She needs somebody else's platform to get her yeah. voice out there. And she can. She says she's going and you can, to... And you can say social media, but that's somebody else's platform. She could do, like, I think somebody brought a great point. One of my friends, they was like, put it on title. Like, like title yeah. had the... Like, you can put on... It would be smart if they put specials on streaming, music streaming apps, because we go to that more than we go to Netflix, because that's right Definitely. on our phone. It's on your you got to sit on the couch for Netflix. So if it's on our phone, you got to well, stream a special. Netflix does have a phone app too. <laughs> you're right, but I, but I'm saying, but like most we, people are going to sit on the on the couch to watch Netflix. You're or right, be doing so, something else while Netflix is on. But I digress. Basically, <laughs> if they just gave her enough, well, she would. If they gave her enough for her to hold down, hold it down for two years, that would more than she would. That would be more than what she would make on a roll. Like I said, a million or two million for two years. She'll make yeah. two million to say they gave her more than two million to eat, be quiet for two years, more than what she would have made on a roll. I think she would take it. So I, I get it depends on that, but. End of the day, yeah. man. I, I see her point of view. I see the breakfast Definitely. club point of view. And the whole donkey Definitely. day, like, will you get your mother's donkey? Will you get your grandma's donkey? Oh, she got the right yeah. person to ask. Because my I damn sure my mother would have got it. She deserved it. Like, I, <laughs> you got the right person. Because he said no. You asked Tony Lee. If I did a donkey day segment, he my said, mother did but, No, but she asked a very specific question. She said, if they gave you their stories of inequality, would they be donkeys? But he oh, knows what okay. their stories are. So he would be like, no, that's not a donkey situation. I'm not going to say they got donkey for but, equality. But I'm saying donkey in general. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah. But he's giving himself donkey of the day. So, yeah. I mean, it's. But, she, but then it's, it's like, you hate black women. I'm going to say right now, you hate black women. Like, come on. Yeah, I that's get kind the, of. That's a, that's a reach. Yeah, that's I hate a her na- surf. I, he- I hear her narrative, though. I understand her point of view. How people yeah. do have that view of him, though. People do have that view and, of them. And but, I do, and I do agree with her that there is a responsibility of being oh, a person who has that microphone. And he has a microphone to him, the culture. Yes, like, like his what he says means a lot to people, and it can paint a perception about people. And she's already fighting bad perceptions about her. So she's like, "No, me and you met. Me and you had a great, you know, interaction." Like she said, "My white brothers helped me. My Spanish brothers helped me. And my own people." <laughs> <laughs> white people they're gonna just harp on anybody they don't want to okay I, I'm oh, rock rock with you. they already feel like the victim nah but but yeah um, yeah so shout out to Monique in the Breakfast Club I hope it works out for her. she does I'm gonna watch the special because now I'm interested what did you think say. about the other video when she left oh and oh and he said you just like the man who carried, yeah. carried, his, carried his wife carried his wife, his wife and, 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 and she's 
she was doing a Did move, it seem like she, she, she was she like say, it was, over it and frustrated because of the interview? And she's just like, I'm going to get at you real quick. It, it was funny to me what she said, but it wasn't. It was funny to me, but at the interview, she was like, the whole finger pointing, like, you know that man that carried his wife then? That's you, my brother. Oh, like, <laughs> she was acting real could, quick. No, she probably, I don't know, but it was funny, but then it was like, all yeah. right, like, you, okay. And then that's her point of view. Point you know of view? what else like, was yeah. funny? When she dipped into the prophetic to talk to Angela, she's like, I know you deal with it. Because you're in the industry that I'm in. I know you do. Right, Angela? She was like, um, yeah, but, yeah, kind of. But then there's a whole narrative there. Angela's yeah. that's a whole other colorism yeah. debate. So I see what she's saying, but it's more so about, I think, individualistic versus a gender or race thing. Like they were saying, that, like, Monique, if you do the numbers with stand-up, you don't got the stand-up. You don't, you ain't, you don't want the stand-up smoke. You ain't having that smoke in 10 years. So you want me to get your stand-up special bad? Mm-hmm. When I ain't see your stand-up in 10 years, I don't care if, if, if well, they should probably get that off. Chris Rock did it all. They have, st- they have honestly, stand-up specials on their own. But, but even that with killed. that... And they sold out yeah. before that. Then they got it. So, come and on. And part like, of their, but I, part I want of their bidding to... war is Netflix had to, you know, obviously compete with other networks for that. They didn't have to compete necessarily for Monique because the, even Monique and Sydney said they didn't have any other offers from other, you know, streaming services or networks like HBO or Showtime. Or anywhere else. So Chris Rock has been on HBO forever. Dave Chappelle did HBO specials. Like they already had built-in relationships in that way that Monique doesn't necessarily have. That Netflix had to fight against to get the content to their streaming service. Yeah, I, I think she brought up a great point because she spoke to Steve Harvey and all those people. And they was like, Monique, you got to play the game. She was like, but why do I have to play the game? What, and that's the problem. And, and I get her. But this is the industry, and that's how the industry works. It's not right. We all know it's not right, like Monique but, is saying. Like, people are telling me to uh, do this and do that, and it's not right. It's not right, Monique. You're right. However, this is how the industry ran by the tire-ups, Oprah and all them people you don't cuss out. They run yeah. everything. They, if they blackball you, they got the hand, especially the black yeah. side. You ain't do nothing without yeah. they approve. So if you curse them out and do a lot out of your frustration... You got to realize ref- they run everything. A, so unless you do something every, on your own. At, for every it, action, there's an opposite reaction. So if you are... Yeah, and it's not if right. your action is, I'm frustrated with Lee Daniels, I'm going to air him out, then his reaction is, I'm not going to cast you. And any place of influence I have, I'll tell them not to cast you. Tyler Perry, yeah, over exactly. Damn, what? That's the holy grail. Yeah. Like, you could, then where are you going to go now? Like, it's, you think Spike. Netflix going to say, nobody... That's <laughs> Spike Lee. Like, yeah. So it's... I get it, but it's not it's right. Not. She's saying, but you got to play by the game. But you could just say F the game and start my own thing. But you got the game. But the you game have to have the capital to start your own game. And this, yeah, and this is where I'm bag. looking like, yo, yeah, yeah. We got Oprah, who's a billionaire. Tyler Perry got a whole studio. Like, and I'm not saying take all your money and dump it into uh, this necessarily, um, necessarily. Uh, but where is the ownership? Where's the black ownership in the entertainment industry? Like true ownership. Not I have a boutique record label. Not I have a cable company that I own part of. Like 100%. We own this. This is ours. We put what we want on it. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Yeah. That's missing. Is it? Is it there? Does Tyler Perry, does he own? I mean, he, he owns, owns his studios mm-hmm. and he has control over what he produces creatively. But his out, like... For his his distribution. So if it was music, you'll be like, yo, he owns his own studio. He has all the equipment he needs. 
He can make his own records at will, but then he still needs a label to put it out. There is, like, yeah, he doesn't have a streaming service. He, he doesn't need a label. Helping a label would be well, helpful. And, but I, in the you film mean, industry, like, you have to have, you know, that backing to push it out into, into the okay, theater. Okay, yeah. I'll That's what I'm talking about. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like, he the needs Lionsgate to take those yeah. Medea movies and put them out. Spike Lee needs Netflix Nationwide. to put out She's Gotta Have It because he doesn't he doesn't have yeah. a streaming service. Which is dope, by it the way. It was dope. Yeah. I'm the oh, Spanish guy. But... <laughs> you are Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mars, by the way. Gang. I'm Mars Killmonger. I can't. Um, speaking of Killmonger. <laughs> so, right now, if you have not seen Black Panther, I'm telling you right now, this is a spoiler alert. Pause us, come back to this episode after you've seen Black Panther. Because we are yeah. going to discuss we, things that happen in the movie, um, symbolism in yeah, the movie, man. messaging in the movie, and we don't want to ruin it. We don't want to ruin it for players. you. And we don't. Yeah, we don't. So let's go. Let's talk about this movie. Black Panther. <sighs> Listen, man. Marvel's Black Panther. Um, Black Panther, the I'm character a- in the movie universe has was introduced in the last Avengers film. Which was um, Civil yep, yep. War. Yeah, which was dope. Yeah, definitely dope. You read the comics? I, have you ever read a book? I have comics? not. I actually have two books from the uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates series, but I'm definitely looking to invest and get um, some of the older yeah. comics. A lot of people have it. Yeah. I know someone I, I had. I bought two of the books. I think there's six books in total. I bought two of the books about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And I started, but then I just stopped. Um and after watching the movie, it did. I pulled them back out. So I've been reading through uh, book yeah, one. A lot of people wasn't even aware of Black Panther. Like they wasn't. He, he hasn't had that shot, that spotlight like a lot of superheroes have. Of in course the past. not. A lot of people didn't even know of him or his past history. Yeah. But for the main part, but some people did definitely. Um, but yeah, T'Challa, Black Panther, Wakanda, Marvel, uh, dope yes. movie. Well, we're gonna get into the movie part. But I, I seen it twice. This, I seen and it I've twice seen it once. Already. I do want to see it again. I'm, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do that. It's the only movie I can remember in recent times seeing de- twice and that I actually... Go ahead. I'm definitely yeah. buying the Blu-ray when it comes out. No doubt. The Blu-ray, man. Yeah, that'd be dope to have collector's item because that's almost a still. It's definitely getting the steel case Blu-ray. And there's a feature that I hope yeah. they do. Um, so I'll say this right now while we're here because it's about the second scene, the second act in the movie, okay. the fight scene when they get into the club, when they're trying to... Yeah. Okay, so there's a video, and I will post the link, um, of Vanity Fair. Ryan Coogler does a breakdown of the symbolism in the scene and I've talks about it. how yeah, they shot the it. scene and all the things, all the thoughts that went into the scene playing out the way it did. Shout out to Ryan Coogler, man. Ryan Coogler is that dude. Shout out to him, man. Creed, Fruit Rail Station, now this. Yep. Like, shout out to him. Great director. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, that's that. I hope he does that for the whole film. That would be really dope. For him to like break down why he did, or not necessarily the whole film, but like all of the key parts, I think that would be dope yeah. to have like his commentary and like pointing out what's going on. Um, so let's talk yeah, about. Let's start from the beginning, man. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll be going. Unpack it. Unpack it. Okay. Just the beginning, young boy. So um, T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, um, is the prince of Wakanda. Um, in the Civil War movie, his father passes away due to uh, a bomb. Yep, he gets blown up and killed. So, as the prince, it's now his duty to step into the kingship. Um, The movie starts with them discussing the history of Wakanda 
and the vibranium rock that crashed into Wakanda, which vibranium is very key. Ethiopia. It's in Ethiopia, right? Wakanda? The third world country of Wakanda? Isn't Wakanda in Ethiopia, South Africa? It's not a real country. <laughs> I know it's not a real... Where is it based in, the third world country? It's supposed it's to be in Ethiopia. Africa. It's... No, but you didn't see on the map. Like, okay, you didn't dig that deep. Of course, it's a fake country, but I'm just saying, it's, I think it's based around Ethiopia, where they say, say it was, like around in... Somewhere around there, but... Okay. Um, I missed it, but I do want to see it again. Shout out to Ethiopia. You had two views. Um, I had only, one. Only, oh, only I definitely had Ethiopia. I definitely had Ethiopian food last night too. It was fire. Uh, really? Shout out to Ethiopia and all the women. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Carry on. Because I was drinking water. You like shout out to all the Ethiopian women. It was just hilarious. Um, Eritrea and all that, man. You know, actually, you know they be beefing, right? From- why? That's like Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Exactly. Like, not the same people. Like, I hate when, like, there's a color. It's thing. like Crips and Blood. Shout out to LA. Yeah, Rastafari started in Ethiopia, actually. Mm. Um, the whole Haile Selassie, mm-hmm. Haile Selassie, that's from, he's an Ethiopian emperor. Then eventually, you know, it tri- by Marley, everybody made it, you know, worldwide. But that was in Ethiopia, the queen. The king. Uh-huh. That was the only country not to be colonized by whites, Ethiopia. Like, they fought the war nice. and all that. It was. Ethiopia has a rich history, man, and I'm, I, and this movie definitely made me want to go on African Ancestry. Definitely, Ancestry.com helps you out to show you where Chadwick Boseman said in the Breakfast Club. African Ancestry points you to the actual tribe, mm-hmm. so like African Ancestry.com gets you to the exact specific T where you from. I'm probably from West Africa somewhere. That's where a lot of us are from. I don't know, but it's music. It's music. This movie made me want to rec- recollect and go back to my roots. I mean, not just movie specifically, but it just added more water to it. You know what? I definitely need to check yeah. out like. Because you get a sense of passion and confidence and liberation, especially Definitely. young kids and representation. And, and it's but, also, um, it's very important that you know where you come from and what you come from. It is, man. Um, it just helps with yeah. identity. It helps with... Um, Jay said, ain't where you from, is where you at, though. Okay. <laughs> but he'll tell I'm you just, where nah, he's nah, from, nah, right? right? Marcy, son. Yeah, Marcy, son. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, where are you at? But, yeah, so uh, Vibranium, my ancient... An ancient rock of vibranium crashed into Wakanda, and this is the lifeblood of Wakanda. Um, all of their Weapon technology is yeah. all of their technology is based in vibranium. Amazing technology, um, the best technology in the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's actually the strongest metal in the Marvel universe. Adamantium cannot cut through it. Adamantium is what is bonded to the body of Wolverine. For those who may not know, yeah. it can't. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, it can't. I looked it up. Vibranium. I mean, it's fiction, but it can't because I looked it up. Uh, right. We. I mean, I would hope that there's no word speaking fictionally. Yeah. Carry on. It crashed in there, and they talk about the rich history. Yeah. So they talked about the history, how the vibranium uh, affected the plant life and everything like that, um, which was dope. We'll talk about some herbs and stuff later. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of herbal, herbal talk. But yeah, I but mean that ahead. happened, and you pick um, up eventually, basically. Killmonger's father was in the, in the beginning. Well, they didn't show it till later. They, they sure he got killed in the beginning. Yeah, they did. Well, no, they flashed okay, back. So Killmonger's to it. They flashed father, back to it. Yeah, they flashed back to it. Well, Killmonger no, basically. It wasn't the beginning. It wasn't the beginning. And they flashed back to show that that was Killmonger's father. So in the beginning of the movie, you're set in Oakland in 1992. You see some kids yeah. outside playing basketball, and then they do a pan up into the apartment of what is. Um, 
I forget, T'Chaka, who was T'Challa's father, T'Chaka's brother, who was played by Sterling Brown, also from, uh, he played Chris Darden in the O.J. Simpson uh, miniseries, and he's in This Is Us, the black brother from This Is Us. Yo, he's crushing. I was like, oh. He's crushing. I was like, oh, that's him. He's crushing. Shouts out to him. Um, So he is, it's 1992. He's in there. He's listening. Was he listening to Public Enemy? I saw a Public Enemy poster, but he was definitely Pan-Africanist. He was definitely Umar Johnson. I seen a Huey Freeman poster, (laughs) which I I respected. I see Huey Freeman, the Black Panther. Huey Newton? Actual Black Panther's in real life. Yeah, I'm thinking. You over here in the boondocks, man. (laughs) Shout out to Huey Newton, Bobby Sills, all the good people. Fred Hampton. Akata Shakur, Fred Hampton. Asata Shakur. um, Afini Shakur. All of them. Tupac Shakur. Um, all so, of them, like the black, but I seen a poster of him on the wall, which if you paid attention, when Michael B. Jordan towards the end, mm-hmm. it was on the wall. That was dope, the real black Panthers with the whole black man. But carry on. So he was in a room basically. Yo, so he was in the room with his right hand man, um, and these there was a knock at the door. His right hand man goes and answers the door, and it's these two beautiful Nubian sisters with shaved heads at the door. He said, "It's two chicks with spears. What's going on?" Um, he's like, "Answer the door. They're not going to knock again." So they come in. They ask him who he is. He pulls down his lip to reveal that he is a citizen of Wakanda. And in comes the Black Panther, who talks to him about some vibranium that's been stolen, which is mm-hmm. very key and instrumental into the whole crux of this movie. Um, and they didn't want the rest of the world to get it. Yes, so they were a conservation. That's why he was so So Wakanda is a conservationist uh, society that's hidden from yeah. most, well, from the rest of society. Um, they're in plain sight. In they plain hit. sight. Yeah. Um, and it's actually the series from Tanahasi Coates is entitled A Nation Under Our Feet. So there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he find, he gets to the root to say, basically, they didn't know to get vibranium, but from somebody who is a Wakandan. And we know that it's you that betrayed us because right next to you is another Wakandan that we sent here to spy on you. Um, and yeah, so that, that, that bugged me out. He pulls his boy. Yeah. His boy, who ends up being, you know, the, I don't know what his official title was. Zuri? Zuri? Yeah, Zuri. Zuri but yes. played by Forrest Whitaker. Zuri. He's like the OG. Yeah, yeah. Deep strip, a deep bad panther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my brother, His accent, man. Listen, all the accents were dope, but his was kind of funny because I seen somebody <laughs> joke about it on Twitter. Now, when I seen the second time, I was laughing on the inside. Deep strip, a deep bad panther, which be straight away. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, Forrest. But, um, <laughs> But, oh, man. So Forrest Whitaker, basically that was him, and he killed Killmonger's father, and they didn't know. No, T'Chaka Present did. day, T'Chaka, T'Chaka killed Killmonger's right. father. He killed his brother right, to Panther. protect Wakanda, which is a theme about loyalty to the nation above loyalty to even your family. Um, yeah, but, man. And um, which I just which we'll I, dis- we can discuss that later too, whether that's helpful or not. But yeah, fast forward, you know, um, we see all they bring us into. Basically, Chad, well, Chad, but the Black Panther, T'Challa, you, you're T'Challa, I'm Killmonger. Yep. So, um, nah, we go present day, basically, he goes in the jungle and finds Nakia, you know, and boom, and then they come back to Wakanda, and eventually they so get to the point. They come back where, to Wakanda so he can take the throne as king, go through the ritual ceremonies right, and take, take the throne. And I love that. I love the scene of the different tribe. Like, I love, first of all, when they were on the ships and they were all dancing in African every like tribal costume design. I, I love that. And the score was so dope, man. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. It, And I like how they use Kenyan. Um, 
A lot of uh, culture from Kenya, mm-hmm. uh, South African dialect they use a yep. lot in the movie. Like I like how they kept it really literally. I like how Africa. they tried to keep a little piece of different uh, areas of Africa alive through Wakanda. Right, right, right. So like, yeah, I thought that was Wale Wakanda too. It, one of them scenes, it right? was, wasn't it? What's that Wale? I think it was. Th- that was Wale. I don't care nobody said Wale it was, was in definitely it. Wale. <laughs> but basically, basically they come to Wakanda, a beautiful, rich country. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, then they come to there. Angela Bassett, he sees the mother. She's there with his sister Shuri, yep. and then they meet him. That in, in, in a lab with Shuri, like her lab. The technology in Wakanda is amazing. Dog. Right? It's just he put they never, put Tony Stark to shame. They put yeah, they put the white man to shame. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, they do. The technology is fascinating, right? Yes. And then it's a whole mountain of vibranium. The technology. Then they come to the fight scene. Basically, we get to the fight scene. It's we called the ritual challenge. Yeah, we're not. It's so you, they have the ritual challenge. Basically, every tribe in Wakanda has a right to challenge for the throne. Yeah. Um, Nakia had a right, which was dope. I didn't realize it. I think Erica pres- went up to yeah, me. Sibling. She, she's a tribe. Yeah. So it was her tribe. But then all I like how the, the tribes were there. Like when he got out the off the boat, whatever the ship, like they see he looked up and like it, it felt so liberated. Yeah. Like liberated. Like, like it, it was felt just, like, yo, I have support. Yeah, like your tribes in different countries, and and we thought it was all good, you know. And and they stripped the Black Panther power away until we the Jabari tribe come. Oh, oh, what what cut Umbaku and his boys come? Because <laughs> that's the tribe that's in the mountains. That's the tribe that kind of isolate themselves from the rest of the tribes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Jabari so tribe. Like, Somebody said the Jabari tribe was the cues of Wakanda. I cried. I'm crying. <laughs> but then eventually, so he challenged. T'Challa for yes. the throne, which we thought I didn't know was going to happen. He ended up losing, basically. He tapped then T'Challa out because T'Challa throne. was like, "Yo, tap out, or I'm gonna kill you." Tap out, I'm gonna snap this right by the waterfall. You gonna go and chasing waterfalls? <laughs> you gonna snap out? <laughs> so basically, he he beat him, and that's the point where it oh, gets. Then wait, eventually we do need to circle back because I think we skipped over that scene. This scene was so hilarious, so true, so deep. The scene with Killmonger in London. Oh, yeah. So he, uh... they fly back. They're going between <laughs> multiple places. They're going between... That part ain't happened yet, but go ahead. Yes, it did. Okay, go ahead. So Killmonger, we're not introduced to his name yet, but we see Michael B. Jordan, who is yeah. Killmonger. He's in this... Um, he's walking through this museum. He's looking at different African artifacts, artifacts. in London. Yeah. And he finds this lady. He says, they tell me that you're the expert here. A white lady. That you're the expert yeah, yeah. here. And she says, well, yes, that's true. She's very proud of her African scholarship. And so he's asking her different things about these different pieces. And she's telling him the facts, where they're from, what century they're from. And so she's she's hitting through a few of them. Then he goes to this axe. He says, how about this one? She says, it's from this certain tribe. I forget what she said. But he was like, nah. She was like, excuse me? He said, actually, this is made of vibranium because it's from Wakanda. And she's looking like shocked. He said, oh, don't worry. I'm going to take it off your hands. This said, chick said, I'm, he said, oh, like it was for sale when your ancestors took it? I cried, dog. That, yeah. It, it's a couple of pivotal lines that he says, yes. his character has, right? Like, the Hey Auntie yes. was one of them. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> hey Auntie, when he became, when he became king, right? We're going to get to there. But, and also. Oh, no, that was when he end, challenged. He didn't, he wasn't even king yet, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah right. After he, he was in the throne or whatever. He didn't say Auntie <laughs> after he tossed him off the, uh. <laughs> he was in third heaven. Nah, he said, uh, "Hey, Auntie," when he found out he was actually bloodline. Oh yeah, like, when she was like, "Who is this?" Yeah, yeah. So okay. basically, like I said, 
so that's a London scene. Then the the girl is beautiful, by the way. Michael B. Jordan ended up shooting and killing. But Killmonger basically <laughs> shoots a shot. Twenty eighteen. She's beautiful. That's totally the shooting the boom, shot. Boom, 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 and they try to find her. So they go now and try to find Claw, which is the villain in the movie, and Killmonger is the antagonist, some like somewhat like the villain, but he's the antagonist more so than the villain to me. So basically, they they look to find the uh, this piece of he's uh, the anti-hero. Killmonger is the anti-hero. Claw right. was the villain. Killmonger is the anti-hero. Right. So Chadwick and all of them. We fast forward to the scene. Let's go to the club scene, right? Um, and also I want to highlight how Shuri, the technology. It was funny how they threw that that comedy in there where his little sister. I think she was an important part of the film. Like Yo, she, she made was hilarious. She hit a she, she hit a body what are suit. Those? What are those? Like those lines were pivotal. <laughs> and she's like, I call them sneakers. And and she like when a white guy scared her, she was like, Don't scare me with that colonizer. Like it, she had some <laughs> important lines that were really funny. She played a pivotal and part. I, but and I really, I really like her specifically. And I'll talk about that later. Okay. All right, get your shoot your shot, Mary. No, 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 Nakia. Nakia and Okoye. Yeah. Okoye. Yeah. Oh, Okoye was a beast. I love when um, she, there was yo. a line that she said that I so much love. So the Dora Malahe all have ritually shaved heads. They're bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their service to Wakanda. But, club scene, yeah. but to mm-hmm. fit in in this Korean club scene, she wore a wig mm-hmm. over her bald head. Mm-hmm. Nakia. No, that wasn't Nakia. That's not her name, is it? No, it is Nakia. Shuri's assistant, my bad. Nakia says, this looks nice on you. She says, I would rather not wear it. This is such a disgrace. During the fight scene in the club, she actually uses it as a distraction in the middle of the fight. Yes, and I loved it. To throw it off of her. I love how the Eurocentric beauty and standards were so under, so downplayed, so disgraced. These women, the women of Wakanda, were not IG models. Yeah, like, they were strong and resilient. The women protected the men. Like I never seen in the superhero mm. movie or in, in hell a real movie. The women protected <laughs> the men, literally, Word. like physically, and they were. Yo, they, they was lifting was, cats too. It wasn't weak. What? They was lifting jokers. How with that spear? Yo, she was spear wild was, in the club. Yo, when they did the uh, the chase scene and she threw the spear into a uh, homeboy through yeah. homeboy's car, that was real. Yeah, she. I and, they, and that's where you found the CIA agent, the white guy who mm-hmm. wound up shooting stuff down at the end. Whatever, but they found him in there, and he knew Chadwick from like other Marvel movies. I guess he worked in the CIA. Yeah, then because he knew him from the political realm, right? And that goes to them eventually questioning the guy, and that's when Killmonger and them comes again and lets Claw free. Claw was kind of funny. He looked like a joke. Nah, type. I cried like, though when uh, he was like, "Tell me you don't have a mixtape." He said, "Yeah, you want me to pull it up on SoundCloud?" Yeah, right my SoundCloud link. <laughs> I, I like how they use present day re- references in the movies, yes. also keeping like tribal culture stuff. That was so dope, man. And um, yeah, the key and them that blew up, and they wind up basically Claw. They found Claw at the club. They basically got him in for him, interrogation, and and then and the black T'Challa chose to do it more diplomatically and work with the CIA to try to get it resolved. But it ended up not yeah. working because Claw was two steps ahead of the CIA and had an exit plan already ready. And they they blew him up and let him free. And while blowing him up, the white man died. 
So they brought the white man's CIA agent to the lab with Shuri. He was going to die. He was going to. So they put like a sensu being, whatever, inside his back. Definitely and Shuri definitely said, Oh good, another broken white boy for us to fix. That's hilarious. Her lines, man, she was a pivotal part of the movie, top three characters to me. Yes. So they brought him to this to the lab and, and actually in the comics, she also in the comics, just a note, Shuri does serve as Black Panther when T'Challa steps away. So maybe we'll mm-hmm. see that. Never know. Nope. She was so dope and so intricate, like her technology in, in mind. So the white guy, yes. the CIA agent, comes to, to Wakanda. He it blows his mind. He figures out what they're about. And then eventually they're trying to get Killmonger in them back. So Killmonger ends up killing the claw, who's going to go back to Wakanda and infiltrate it. He goes himself. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, Bringing Killmonger body. wants. Oh, hold on. Yeah, he... And shout out to uh, homeboy from Get Out. Uh, Daniel, and yeah, I don't yeah, know how to say his last name. He still ain't but, make his damn mind up. But there was yeah. a meme. They was like, yo, this brother's discernment is on zero. It was the picture of him with the girl from Get Out and then the picture of him with Killmonger out crying. He went from the sunken place to Wakanda. It ain't a bad transition, though. I True. Mean, but then you, you and Wakanda still in the sunken place mentally. Like, Word. But, but the Killmonger kills Claw because they plan to go back to Wakanda and infiltrate it because Killmonger's like, I'm ear to the throne. I want to go back home and get, find a rest of the vibranium. Mm-hmm. Basically, they come home. And Killmonger kills Claw and his the girl he was with, and then he comes to say, "I'm here heir to the throne." Nah, cause I'm I, it's my blood right. Then that's when they expose and say, "Your father killed my father." And y'all don't even know that. Mm-hmm. And I like I like how they were doing the ancestry scenes. Yes, like yes. when they became the Black Panther, they had to be covered in, in sand and like maybe snow towards the end of the scene. But when they did that, they went to the <laughs> answer another the, round. The they ancestral like round. Which was dope. He saw his father first time. It was all cool. You know, and I might fast forward a bit here, but he went the second time. Well, he's like, why did you make that choice? Why did you leave him behind? Because. Right, because. He did. Wait, 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 wait. Because Killmonger challenged the throne, ended up killing Black Panther, almost killing him. That's why. He tossed him off a river. He tossed him off the river. He gave him a Killmonger plunge. Shout out to Ahmed Johnson. Stupid. So (laughs) Killmonger (laughs) was basically about to take over. His. Theology, his uh, philosophy was let's take the world over. They enslaved my people across the world. It's two had, billion of us. He had a All radicalized pan Africanist kind of right. view. So right. he was He's, like, yo, our people around the world are suffering because they don't have access to resources. The resources that are here in Wakanda can free them. We need to get them back them, on top. We need to give them the weapons so they can, so we all can rule. Like the colonizers have been ruling. And kill them. Mm hmm. And, and he was basically taking over like it was a, a heart of retribution, right? And a vengeance, yeah, vengeance and retribution and bitterness. Vengeance is right? mine, saith Killmonger. Stupid. <laughs> so he was talking about people in Haiti, Trinidad, Africa, African Americans. Yep. He was like, all of us, we across the globe, Russia, China, it's black people there. Like we, he said, we got soldiers ready in New York. We got soldiers ready in London. Warheads ready, like it's black people. We ready. Let's take it back. He and sound, put us back yo, on top. he kind of sound like Tupac too, in a sense. He kind of did. You know, and, and I like his character because he wasn't necessarily a villain. He was an antagonist. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, he challenges the throne. Then he throws kill, uh, T'Challa off a river. He gets hurt and, and goes away. The new king is him. He kills Zuri, the guy who was there when his father got killed. He kills he him. him and Uncle James, also. too. That was hilarious. All right, Uncle James. Like, he killed him, too. So Killmonger is ruling. As they're ruling, I like how to key them. And the and Jabasset, the mother and Shuri, they went away. Mm-hmm. And then Killmonger in, ends up burning a whole heart-shaped herb garden, but Nakia managed to take one away. 
And why they thought it was all over, they go to the Jabari tribe. That was interesting tribe. too. Hold on real quick. Because somebody, yeah. I saw somebody say that Killmonger was so obsessed with his own plan that he didn't care about the future of Wakanda and burning up all of those herbs because that was what they well, used to uh, transfer the, the power of yeah. the Black Panther in succession. If, if you die, how are we going to keep this world on top? Exactly. Because you you burning all the, like, you know what I mean? Because so, you are going it, to die. Death is He was certain. killing his own people in the midst of it. But that's another yeah. discussion we're about to get to. But basically, T'Challa, we thought was dead. He was ruling. Then they found them in the river, the Jabari tribe. And I think it was dope that the same, that scene was dope, how he was talking to them. And, and they came to him for his help. The same person they defeated, they needed help from. Yeah. You know, and... And, um, and Baku, they came right? bringing him the herb to give it to him. Yeah, they wanted him to take it. They're like, you take this, you challenge for the throne, you take over because you're more fit to lead than this guy who's drunk with power right now. Yeah, and I, it was hilarious and the white man couldn't speak. He said, you don't speak. I would have my children to Yo, eat they you. really woofed like, at him, though. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He's like, oh, oh okay, all right. Like... But it, and then I he's like, like how, "Nah, we vegetarian." He laughed for like two minutes. Yeah, I, I like how it wasn't no necessity or need or on a white person or a white tribe. Or, but one point I did hear on social media, which I want to bring up, they said it was they made a white man save their point of view up here, meaning the white man had to save the day. He had to stop the <laughs> yeah. shit. If it wasn't for him. He hated how it was a black movie, but they made the white man a savior of the day. And I seen that. I get their point of view, but I don't really agree with I that because without Shuri. He can't. He wouldn't be able to save that. Shuri is actually the savior. Yeah. Telling him what to do. Telling him what to shoot. Telling Shuri was Shuri guiding was him in while control. fighting. She was in control. He was just the vessel. So I get what they're saying. Like another white man saving a day. Why well, couldn't it be a black Seattle agent? You got the white man coming in. But I don't think. I think that was really. That wasn't really too much. That that was more so low key. Like okay, using him in this aspect as a CIA agent. But I don't see him as being a savior. Or saving the film, or saving Wakanda. I've even right? seen I've seen a take that said that if you really pay attention, and this is woke Twitter probably, um, that Agent Ross used Killmonger to infiltrate Wakanda so that he could see what Wakanda actually had. Mm. Because obviously, Claw That's a good point. Claw was former CIA, and so was Killmonger. Wow. That's a good point. Maybe he could have been in the, in the next because I know Black Panther Two is coming. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could be like an infiltration and say, "Yo, I know what they all about. Let's go take them." Like I'm, they think I'm cool. You know, you can't trust nobody. So I get the whole point of view of a white man being a savior, but I don't think I think that was a little part of. I don't think he had a big enough. Yeah, role. I didn't see him as a savior. I definitely saw him as a tool. Helpful. He was a tool. Yeah, he was a, a tool. That's a better. Yeah, you're a tool. We use you to get a. You know, to in the same way that you know, black people were used as tools in slavery. He was a token. He was a token. Let's mm. just <laughs> right, but a tool is more, yeah, I think, appropriate. But again, so Black Panther comes back, and him and Killmonger is going back and forth. Now, I want to talk about the narratives now. Since we back, Black Panther's alive, Jabari tribe. They want. I like how look at. I like how the, I love the, love the costume design. Mm-hmm. I love the tribal calls. I love how in a fight Yo, scene when a, did you notice the uh, whenever Okoye fought. Um, it did, and even when um, the Dora Malahe fought, there was a yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yo, that I love dope. that. That was hard. The score was amazing on this movie. When they, you seen the sunsets and Wakanda, they used yo, some, them dress was some, beautiful, dog. Everywhere yeah, the sun some sits, the, my son. Yeah, they did some scenes in Georgia, some scenes in South Africa. It was just beautiful, yo. The, and I'll say, hold on, sorry. Tyler Perry tweeted out a picture of his studios and said that this was the first movie to shoot. At his studios. Yeah, we we, we almost, don't want to see Medea. Medea goes to Wakanda. We don't want to see that. Tyler. 
<laughs> look, he, 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 I'm not going to watch Medea and the Black Panther. No, Medea Panther. But shout out to him for allowing him to use that, you know, for unity and stuff like that. Shout yeah. out to Tyler. Um, but I think it was dope. Again, I love how the women were protective and strong and resilient. You know, I think that that's great for our young girls and young men to see. It's mm-hmm. the first movie when a black person ain't playing the help me or the partner or the the, the slave. The, yes, the black people were the villain, we're the hero. Well, we're not the villain, we're the antagonist, we're the hero, we're the culture, we're the tribe, we're the food, we're the music, everything. And I think a lot of young people, and I even pose in front of a few Black Panther posters. I ain't post pictures online, but I got like <laughs> six pictures. Like I'm in front of the posters wild because it was a sort of liberation. Because at first I'm like, y'all doing too much, but I realized. White people go all out for Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. They dress up. We don't say nothing. So why can't I people put on African garb and go see this movie and feel liberated? Right? Mm-hmm. And I also thought, what if we just added this to everyday things locally and get together as a people instead of waiting until one big movie come out and getting together, which is dope. Why don't we get to keep that same energy everyday keep life? Keep that same energy in your everyday and, life. And economically, we do yeah. that for people. Show up in numbers. We can, we can make, we made history. So... Yeah. Again, let's let's get Chip the Killmonger and T'Challa's points of views, man. Let's let's break that up because eventually he dies at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the key in him. What does he yeah. say when he dies? Sure that. Sure I love that it. Killmonger. He was like, yeah. So, so I said so this. I'll say this. We'll, we'll reenact the scene. Okay. I think there is a way that we can heal you. Heal? Kiss my ass, man. You keep you. I want to be in bondage. So. <laughs> 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 now that's what he said. Okay, Hill. And I love how he kept this content point. I love the whole dynamics of the movie. But, okay, kill me. Nah, so you can put me in bondage? Nah, I'd rather not be in bondage. Throw me over the, in the ocean with my ancestors, like who jumped over the ships, because they realized that death was better than bondage. Now, pause. In scene. We did a good job, if I do say so yeah. myself. Pat on the back. Yeah. But, um, Ryan Kugel, what's up? No, it just was interesting. When he said that, I literally, like, literally my thought was like, yo, he doesn't know what healing is. Because I had, I had no, in my mind, T'Challa was not going to heal him or just physically rehabilitate him to lock him up. Mm-hmm. When he said heal, yeah. I'm, I took that to mean deeper. Like, I think we can mm-hmm. heal you, the whole person. We mentally. can heal your hurts. We can heal mentally what's going on with you. You need to be loved. You haven't had that. You've had to be on your own since you were a kid because your father was gone. And I know that that was something that was done by my father, but we, we're going to do the best with this situation. We're going, you're my family. You're our family. You belong here with us. Right. And I think he recognized that there was a certain level of tactical skill that could be an ally for Wakanda. Yeah, even his, his his resilience, his his confidence, like you you can use that. I don't think he died though. But I, mean, I don't think Killmonger is dead. He like is dead, team. dog. Uh, Unless they know. put a sensu bean in his chest. That's what I'm saying. What if it comes up and it finds out? Oh, they really put a bean in there. He ain't died. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll say this: I think Bucky's that, gonna be a Killmonger. Go ahead. I can't. But Bucky's at the end. Yeah, because <laughs> they ended up sharing there. But I want to I want to explain it. He was the of other, he was the first broken white boy they had to fix. I'm crying, but for real, he was already there. Oh, that was the older scene. Yeah, I th- that was after the movie, so I'm thinking they did that eventually, like afterwards. It was just to tie it in with the rest of the Marvel universe. Okay, but so go ahead, carry on. Um, to and- no, I just it was sad to see that he couldn't see forgiveness and healing as one. It was too much and he was, vengeance. Yeah, it was too much vengeance, too much guilt. Like, even when he talked about I've all I've done is kill. Every mark on my body is for a kill. I did all this killing just to get here. 
like he had so much guilt on his hands, so much. I'm gonna preach for him, and he had so much sin on him that he couldn't mm, see. <laughs> No, don't no nah, women gonna be doing Mbaku uh tongues. I can't. They love Mbaku. That's they love him and Michael B. They love him and Chadwick. Word. Damn it. They love all of them. But, but, but uh, he had but, so much But he just had so yeah. much guilt and shame on him that he couldn't see that he could be forgiven. He didn't he couldn't mm. he couldn't feel like I can be forgiven, I can be accepted, I can be loved by my people. By my family, by my blood, like that was sad for so, me. But I think that it was also. I get his point. I of agree view, with Kilmer, and, I, and no. I know why he felt that way because he was trained in the American way of life. He was trained in, mm-hmm. you know, that's even how he conducted war. Was yo, yeah, I'm gonna take this herb and then I'm gonna burn up the rest of it because y'all can't. Nobody else can have access to this. That's how he did it was military. a militaristic was mindset. Yes. yes. Like and even if you look in history during World War Two, when um, Russia switched sides and became a part of the Allies, or pretty much was just fighting against Germany, when Germany tried to invade Russia, they would burn their crops and retreat so that because what uh, Germany was doing when they occupied a space, they would eat off of the land. So when they took over Poland, they would eat everything that Poland had produced. When they took over a territory, they would just sustain Native Americans. When they took when they took America over, they took the food, they killed the bison, they took the blanket, then they killed them. And t- Come on, so listen. And then I they grew made hybrid this. cows. Yeah, then they made smallpox, and, and now they animals. cloning it. Yeah, okay, Mister Vegan, Vegan man, we get it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we get yeah. it. You're vegan, nah. But um, <laughs> I'm just but, I'm just saying this out there. You that's why you belong in Mbaku tribe with Mbaku with Jabari because yeah. you're vegan and I'm the smallest of the Jabari tribe. Yeah. You and Suede over there in the Jabari tribe. But listen, <laughs> um, but listen. <laughs> but listen, man. I, I agree with Killmonger's point of view. It's it's like the Martin and Malcolm, a lot of people mm-hmm. address them, attribute them to. I agree with Chichala and I agree with Killmonger. Yep. Now, as a leader, that hate and vengeance and all that, that wouldn't have been healthy. It, you know, because yeah. he was killing women, men, and everybody and his own people to get back on the top. But definitely how he was saying. Let's he take the world back. Auntie. He was yeah. wild. When I tell you, son, I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with his radical. Well, I agree with this point of view. Was it radical? Yes. Was it hurtful? His, was it risky? So, yes. But I agree mm-hmm. with this, like, take, going back on top, taking the world back over, and let black people be on top. Because people say, don't use the same thing they do. You'll become like them. But I point everybody back to history. America's America because that way. America's effed up. Don't get me wrong. Every other great dynasty is that, that, that way. And not only that, biblically. You look at other tribes, they took over, took over other... Look at war. We go to war... What did God away. tell Saul about the Amalekites? Kill them all. <laughs> yeah, so God... So when you talk about like, we can't kill them and take over the world, that's what they do. We don't want to be them. Every great... Every dynasty and great thing did that. Not saying that's right, but we're going to say, let's not do that. Well, you got to go biblically. Quran, you got to go everywhere. It, that's what war is. People go to war and kill... Babies, women, children, they kill men. They yeah. do that to take over countries. So Killmonger wanted to go to war with the world to put his people back on top. I wonder what was the biggest issue. Because if you say, well, that didn't get us nowhere. It got every great dynasty somewhere. It got America somewhere. America's jacked up. But it got other great dynasties. China, it got them somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the, So don't, granted, though, it was a wrong way of leadership because his, his representation could affect those in power. It could have been very communistic. Mm-hmm. right? It could have been very like hateful. I hate y'all. It's not more so getting us on top and we liberated. It's us getting on top. And now that we on top, I run ish here. But y'all better make sure y'all good where y'all at. 
first is T'Challa. Let's help everybody out. Let's help the world out. Let's make it a better place. And let's mm-hmm. all be on top. Definitely. But he, they're but they're saying if we let the world in, they're going to still like this T'Challa. Like but he's saying, now let's just help them out. Let's make the world a better place. It's the more peaceful and passive approach versus the aggressive approach, which I agree with both. I, I agree with Killmonger. I, and Why can't I'll you say take this. over? I do think that, and I like that you brought up Malcolm and Martin. I think that if you look at Martin after Malcolm's death, his message shifted a little bit. He began to be more, quote unquote, radicalized, but I don't even like using that word, but more um, concerned with the economic side of um, black oppression and began to make strides in those areas. And I think that that you see that in T'Challa when T'Challa yeah. comes to Oakland and buys the building that his uncle was killed in and that his yeah, cousin grew up in, and he right. bought the building next to it and the building next to that, and he put Shuri in place to be the the lead on like a tech, uh, not a tech startup, but like a tech outreach program in Oakland. Yeah, not like how he went back to the basketball scene. Yeah, like to to, un- yeah. to serve underserved youth because that is. That's not the cure-all for everything. I would never say that. But that is something that would be very beneficial to the black community that we yeah. see in everyday life. We see arts programs getting cut financially. Rehab, we see, centers, we see. We I know. I'm pretty sure every person that's listening to us right now either knows of or knows somebody that went to a school that did not have proper resources for learning. Whether it was not enough pencils and paper, not enough books. You have a class set of books that had to stay there. So how can I study and do homework without books? Yeah. A system uh-huh. that has is rigged for you to fail, for you to only get but so far if yeah, you I follow like, it. I like the child's perspective on that, man. How he, how he went about it. Like it's, it's the passive, but the more peaceful approach, which this one was like, nah, we taking this all back. Y'all did this to us, we're going to do it to y'all, but even better, because we got vibranium and we're mm-hmm. going to take the world back over and put black people on top. And I'm like, the way, but the way you go about it, like you say, Killmonger, the representation was wrong, but I hate how people just mark it completely off of understanding. He's he's actually the poster boy for the angry black man, or people in that yeah. position, but we can't look at his position as a people collectively, because we all jump to, oh, he hateful, he just took the woman out. But we never want to see why. We never want to talk about the why. And the why is never important. It's, it's we only never about, talk about how he grew up in a rough We, we, a rough we don't care area. about that. No one talks about the psychological evaluation. We talk about what happened. Oh, he messed up. When we hate him, get him out of here. Y'all know why he did that? Y'all know what he's affected from? We can't unpack that and send him to therapy rather than jail? We can't send him to rehab? No, get him. Well, how are we going to ever fix the problem? So you become just yeah, like exactly. him. Get him out of here and don't don't fix what he's been going through. Because it's a bunch of, it's a million of hims out there. So if you fix his problem, you probably fix the rest, right? So that's a psychological evaluation or thera- therapeutic mm-hmm. uh, evaluation. But I agree with Killmonger and T'Challa. Like, yep, I agree with both definitely. points of view. I would just be in the middle with it. I'd be the better approach. But taking the world over and going to war and putting your feet back on top, that's what people, newsflash, every civilization, great person, if not every, most of them did that. Biblically, modern day century, last century, America, every, everybody kills, bomb, and destroy people and get on top. Even these quote unquote good nations can't. Listen, that's how it started. So to say we've been cheated and dis- dismembered and-, and wrong for 400 plus years and we want to be back on top. And Killmonger said, let's start a revolution, put our people in and forget how they feel. I get it since we're conditioned and we're in a certain society now. It's like, nah, I don't do that, man. But it's like, yo, we've been done this for 400 plus years. History shows us everybody been done this way. But can we be the difference in history? Should we just do it differently and do it the way T'Challa did it and put sinners and, and grow from the ground up slowly? 
I agree with that also. So I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not too mad at Killmonger's point of view. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it was a dope perspective, man. It was a deeper movie than just the action scene. The best Marvel movie yes. I've seen. I think this just- is... So let's let's rank it. As, as a starter film, because most of these superhero films have at least two or three in their run as a starter film. So ranking it against the other starter films, is it the best starter film? That I can remember? Yeah. Yeah. Because Spider-Man got too goofy. Hulk is in. Thor got too goofy. Even though you talk about starter films though. Yeah, Even just then, the, the initial, initial film. film. Captain America, I liked it. Mm-hmm. X-Men, I like, honestly. But this is way better. This is, this is, a, if you really look at Black Superman for what it is, or more than what it is, it's it's just not an action movie. I think it's an it African-American. Is. And I also like the whole African and African-American. African uh, diaspora. Yeah, the African diaspora and the African-American conflict they show. Because you got four types of people, right? Mm-hmm. You got the person that's saying, I don't need Africa, that ain't me, I'm doing my thing. You got the other person saying, nah, I want to reach back to my roots, I feel lost, I want to go back to my home. You got the other person saying, we Africans, we ain't y'all, y'all not a part of us. This, you ain't part of Wakanda, get out of here. And the other and person saying, no, we want to be, we want y'all to be a part of us. Y'all uh-huh. all part of, y'all the yes. lost tribe. And We're basically honestly, bastards. You know right? what's hilarious? When I got a chance, when I went to South Africa, every African person that I encountered was like, yo, we love y'all. We wonder why y'all don't come back. Like, yes. And that's Ryan Cougar pointed to that in Kenya. He was like, nah, we love y'all. We want you. So you got four people, those who hate them and those who don't want to be a part of them. Those want to be a part of them. Then you got those who don't want us to be a part of them and them want to be a part of us. It's just four different perspectives. But at, like, it's that whole dynamic. Killmonger's coming from the African-American point of view. We like, yo, why y'all come back and get us? Because I think it was so important at the end of a coworker brought up to me. When T'Challa was in the ancestor realm, he was like, you're wrong for not going back for Killmonger. But he said all the ancestors are wrong. For not going back for black people, period. He said, Y'all all are wrong. Cause mm-hmm. think about it. Cause we were sold, granted, if we were sold by them, I, I don't know. The white men stole us, they were sold us, I don't know. And granted, some of us are here already, I think, because where Indians come from. So I believe mm-hmm. some of us were here already. But I'm talking about the slaves that came over. Why do y'all go back? We talking about why African nations didn't rise up and take us back. Why because we lost everything. We still can't point back to we have nothing to point to, African Americans. We gotta do ancestry mm-hmm. tests to even get a Damn taste of what we come from. And we, we got a great black culture. We, have, we are great people, African people worldwide, because of what we are. We create great culture, make great food, create great dances and tribals and languages. But eventually, we want to be pointed back to the motherland where we really came from. And that's people, blacks in Russia, blacks in China, blacks in North America, South America. But I think it's important how he, he, he brought that relationship up. Because a lot of people call African people growing up African booty scratches and hate on them. And a lot of people, they do seem mm-hmm. to be African in front of these black people. But a lot of black people be like, yo, I want to be part of y'all. I love y'all. And the Africans laugh at them like, no, you ain't real. Get out of here. You know, yeah, y'all Americans. Uh. But it's like, yo, we, we the bastard child. We the lost tribe. We are a part of y'all. There may be differences. There's a lot of differences. But Africa, whether it's Ethiopia, Ethiopia Sierra Leone, Sudan, uh, Ghana, Nigeria, Morocco, Egypt, all these in mad more countries, you know, Mali. But we over here, we want y'all too. So you got that whole disconnect. It's like that father and that child mm-hmm. that was never there, but you want to re- reconnect that relationship. It's kind of hard, but you get, we still a part of each other. You can learn a lot of stuff even in, later on in life, right? So I think that whole African-American versus African uh, perspective was important in how we treat each other in our everyday lives. Because I know Africans who, and African-Americans and how we interact. Some of them are ashamed. Some aren't ashamed. Some of us are ashamed. Some of us aren't ashamed. Some of us want to be a part. Some don't want to be a part. <laughs> but... But we all are of the same cloth, right? So I think that was Definitely. important. This perspective, also, I think the the food, the 
the, 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 the dancing was important to show young people and young kids, the tribes. I like how they stuck to it. It was no Eurocentric weave and fake hair and Eurocentric There was one, standards. but it was called a disgrace. <laughs> right, and it was thrown off of her, right? I like how and it was I also, even... You know what else I loved about this film? Yeah. I believe there was only one swear word in the whole film. Oh, wow, yeah. That was I like... What he said, when I say, when I say something, I mean that-ish. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it. And then there were no sexually charged scenes in this movie. Right. And I also like how colorism wasn't an issue. Like, yes, you know, it was not. Like, it was a super light-skinned woman with a super light-skinned head and, and light-skinned man. It wasn't, that wasn't, this was a true African, like, liberated movie, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I really hope not just the young kids, but the black people, just the people outside of black people, like, really got to see it and understood this for more than what it was on the surface. It's a deeper meaning and message behind it to us as blacks and us as Africans and us worldwide. Right, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are saying they're petitioning. They should give twenty five percent of their profits to the black community. I don't think they're gonna do that because end of the day is a business. So they own by somebody else, right? So mm-hmm. that would be dope if they did that. But they, I don't know if they would do that. But because we, we we're not in numbers, but they might tell y'all, why don't y'all do that locally every day for yourselves and instead of doing this once in a while when the movie comes out in numbers. Like, but that's a whole other conversation. But I enjoyed the movie philosophically on surface wise. A superhero, and from that perspective, just as a Marvel head, as a black person, yes. wanting to be connected to the African side, like I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the score, the tribes, the culture, the women in the movie, the most important part. I enjoyed Killmonger as an antagonist, my favorite villain slash antagonist ever, probably. I enjoyed mm. Tatala's point of view. I enjoyed Mbaku, Shuri, Call, like uh, everybody, Nakia, like it, it was dope to me. So. I definitely recommend you watch the movie. Go see the movie. I ain't see it, man. It's a lot. We just cover the surface. It's a lot. I man. think it's definitely worth at least two views. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna download it illegally somewhere. No, <laughs> uh, but I'm. Yeah. Shout, shout out to y'all watching it on the fire stick. It's kind of blurred, but I know y'all getting it too. Y'all can kind of get half of what we're talking about. But if y'all got thoughts about it, y'all hit us up. You know, um, about Killmonger to Chala, y'all point of views, which I seen online, and a lot of I've also seen this. A lot of people saying there wasn't a lot of LGBT representation, but I'm like. I don't know. There wasn't. There wasn't, wasn't a lot of sexual representation. Period. But they were saying, "Where's the gay?" Cry? I, listen, they didn't show. There was one if, kiss at the end of the movie. But I guess they're saying, that, as the people historically, there were gay people. So why you put a movie? I'm like, okay, I, maybe they didn't intentionally do that. You probably didn't just think to do that. I'm sure there were. I'm sure there's gay people. That in was, there's gay people. In I'm sure. But it's like, but and I mean, actually, in Tanahasi Coates' version of the book, there is. There are two, uh, two former Dora Malahe. Yeah, are. but because they didn't do that, doesn't mean they're trying to shy away from it or, or they have to put it in every scene. Look, y'all, like, okay, I get it. I, I do get what they're coming from, though. Should have been more quality on that. But if we pick it, like, but it was a great mm-hmm. movie, I think, regardless. I think it was very representative. I uh, think it was a great movie. Take it for what it is and keep it going. And build on the representation. And shout out to Wakanda, but it's going to be in, in shambles once Thanos come in. Tear it all down, but you know, yo, he definitely had the uncle fives on the uncles on the grill fives on when he Who's became king. Oh, oh, you're talking about T'Challa, yeah, she was oh, like, yeah, when she yeah. gave him the sneakers, the, the uncle, the uncle twos, <laughs> no, yeah. those are the uncle fives. I like how Shuri, her technology, how she had, like, how they yo, show up. Like, I love, I love, 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 love that she was an intellect first, yes, her and a witty intellect was, was apparent. But a beautiful was, girl, but 
how they it was even, apparent that her mind was more important. The than mind her was beauty. the most important, beautiful thing. They show a young black woman in technology prospering with computers and technology and being smart. You know what that does for people? They see they show young they black men of power and you know what that does for people? Hell, they show yes. black people and African people coming reconnecting with the world. You know what that does for people? The music, the tribes. It gave me some sort of liberation. So I loved it, man. All characters displayed well. Shout to Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett, Chadwick Bosman, Bozeman, uh, Yo, do you, know who, do you remember who Okoye Not was? Okoye? What? Okoye, the actress. Yeah, that's Viola Okoye. Davis. No, I'm playing that. That was the chick from. Uh, <laughs> she looked like Viola Davis. I'm telling you, put her in the same room. She does. But she, she was. Uh, she McCombe. played. Uh, Machone, whatever. Yeah, she was also the a Walking Dead. Shakur in the Tupac movie. Oh, yeah. She be killing her head, man. She was a walking dead. She's too. crushing. She crushing. She crushing. But I loved it, man. Y'all gonna see Black Panther. Yeah, y'all give y'all point of view. Again, about the soundtrack, about Monique's interview, about the Black Panther, which is the most important thing we're talking about. And um, Definitely. y'all tell us, man. Y'all give y'all point of view. Again, I agree with both Killmonger and uh T'Challa. I think you could be in the middle. I think maybe it's both. Like I, it's both. I think it ain't right. or maybe it is both. That's that's the key of life. That's the, maybe it is both. Shout like, out to Show Baraka. Word. <laughs> But that's life. Like the gray areas in everything. Subjectivity is almost in everything. It's almost in everything. There's nuance that has to be walked through. Man, you can't just say it's this way or it's that way. No one wants to and walk in nuance. Like no one wants to live in. And in, 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 in sometimes even me, us as a people, we're biased towards that because we think everything has to be. We're conditioned a certain way, but we got to realize there's nuance in these some of the worst things to deal with and some of the least things to deal with. Tough things to deal with. Mm-hmm. There's nuance in almost everything. So we got to really cope with that and, and, and grow with that as a person, as a people. You know, we're not a monolith, monolith as black people. We have nuance as black people, as African people, you know, so yeah. as Marvel heads, you know, as, as as music lovers, as soundtracks. And so tribal, tribes got nuance. So I loved it. Again, mm-hmm. y'all hit us up with a two-tones page. I'm Tony Lee. That's Tony Timberlake. Tony, you got something else to share before we get out of here? Nah, man, I'm good. Thank you for listening to us for another episode. We'll see y'all on the next one. And we'll have a very special guest on the next episode. So stay tuned. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.